Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rupp with Jeff Hogendorn with Professional Ag Marketing. And we had kind of a mixed day in both corn and livestock futures trade. Jeff, I want to start off talking about uh, the corn market, which saw just a little bit of an uptick here today. And was that just short covering? Because we hit contract lows yesterday and I, I would assume we were pretty oversold there. Yeah, I think, you know, we've been liquidating um, a lot of the index type long position. Um, the managed money, no doubt, uh, had jumped in and started selling this thing off again. And, you know, I, I think we had some issues there in the corn market. Um, we, we've been watching this carry and the, the forward curve that these futures have been providing so, for some time now. And it's one of our biggest concerns, honestly, Michelle, for the corn market is if we want to have these big carries, you know, as December came off the board, it had to trade down to you know, under 450. And then a week or so later, was it? Uh, March was trying to trade 490. That's a big step. And it's just too much too soon for this marketplace in my mind. Um, and that's it's why the market has to come down here into this 470 range um, and, and start playing around with the bottom of the range. I'm, I kind of think that's probably enough for now. Um, it'll be an interesting few days, maybe week. It's always tough when you've got this holiday trade uh, mixed in with some key support numbers, you know, when we're trying to get some direction out of this market. But Yeah. How much do you think the Mexican rail issue pressured the corn market? It's just it's just kind of piled on top in my mind. I don't, yeah. I don't think I kind of refuse to think that it's like a major fundamental that's driven the market, you know, 25 cents here, but it definitely isn't helping. Right. We, um, and, and, and talk about just lack of progress. We, it's just a, continues to amaze me that, uh, this is the new world we live in. It's, it's like, we never really had to consider any of these things uh, taking place, you know, whether it's the shipments off the West Coast or now the Mexican rail situation, it's it continues to pop up, doesn't it? And even in our U.S. markets. Yeah, and it impacts not only corn, but obviously it impacts the wheat market. Mexico's our number one wheat customer as well. And the wheat market, other than that, um, the setup's pretty similar to corn in terms of the fun short position. And so they just kind of keep moving in tandem here, don't they? Sure do. It's I think wheat's been more of the driver lately than the corn. Gotcha. Um, but you know, corn is now sitting trying to get some direction here. Corn's probably going to take over the front seat here for a bit. And you know, if we got to break down to new lows, I think wheat will probably trickle along with it. If we stay within this range that corn's been trading in, and we maybe shift our focus back over to the wheat market here uh, at some point, maybe even after the holidays. Jeff, soybean market seeing some pressure with these improved um, rains that we've seen in Brazil, yet at the same time, we see some of these crop estimates continue to go down. So what's your thoughts about the market? Are we susceptible to more risk or what's going on? Well, first thing we got to consider, of course, is the futures markets are futures markets, right? So yeah, we're, we are seeing some crop estimates go down. We're, we're going to see a lot of, of volatility in how big the crop uh, people think the crop is in South America. Uh, just one quick uh, note on that. You know, we we are getting some rains down there. We're getting some moisture in most of the right places. Nothing huge, right? We've got uh, inch, inch and a half here in the past uh, 24 hours or so, and we've got some scattered showers moving across down there in the in the, in the for the rest of the week. So we're not out of the woods um, by any stretch, but you know, we've made some pretty significant progress. So. But, you know, back to the estimates, 
yeah, we're, we're starting to chase that number down to the 150s um, from the lower 160s where we've been. I think the market's largely anticipated in that. And right now it's basically saying, okay, that's fine, but we're not getting worse right now, right? And that's that's what the market, the futures markets are trying to trade, which we've taken them down to almost the lower end of the range, almost the lows that we've seen here since this summer. So in my mind, that's probably enough for the soybeans for now. And I think we got to pause here watch the weather situation because there's still a lot of time left down there. So to say we're not going to get fired back up on some weather, I think would, would be really premature here sitting not even first of January yet. Yeah. It might be a little early um, to count that market out or count that crop out. So Jeff, you mentioned, um, you know, January slipped below $13, March still above it, but you don't think that we're going to take 13 out or if we do, we won't go down much farther. You might take 13 out, but you know, your, your, your low is sitting down there at that 1282 against the March. And I think that's going to be pretty solid. I, I don't think we have to go down and test that. Um, I'm just not terrible worried about it, I guess, from, from these levels, Michelle. Cattle market. Uh, we did see a mostly lower close. So we did have a little trickle in of some Northern cash that was a little bit better. So did that market technically just hit resistance or is it just cautious here going into the cattle on feed report? Yeah, very cautious, very cautious, right? We've we've gotten beat up pretty hard way back there in October now, but obviously that was the catalyst that caused a, a ginormous amount of selling, um, right or wrong, I'm still not sure, but caused an awful lot of selling in this cattle market. And um, so I, I'm not surprised. We've we've been pretty solid here. And I think we've still done some pretty solid stuff, Michelle. I mean, even today, you're still got a higher low than yesterday. You got a higher higher than yesterday. So I'm disappointed in the close. I mean, you have to be when you're down, you know, over 150 points, right? Um, but it still doesn't look too scary to me. There's some moving averages that are kind of right in this spot too. Um, so maybe if we start pushing lower tomorrow, I'll start getting a little bit nervous from a technical standpoint. But the fact that uh, back to your northern cash discussion is, you know, we're going to call that better week over week. And right. I that's a we haven't done that since we started eroding this market. Right. So I think it's pretty healthy. We definitely have some issues there. We got some big cattle. Um, we got I've always been disappointed the past month or so in the number of cattle available. But man, are they growing too? I'm sure you hear that all the time. Everybody does, but it is pretty amazing. Um, the weights that these cattle are coming out and the average daily gains that we're seeing. Yeah. And most of that's a function of the fact that we've had such a great winter. Um, it's been so mild. Uh, the Absolutely. cattle market, do you think if we get past the cattle on feed report tomorrow, Jeff, and you know, the placements number I think is down at what, right around 96%. If that gets confirmed, do you think that's enough for the market to have some confidence to start healing some more? Maybe starting, but you're still going to deal with uh, just right at 2% more on feed than a year ago, right? Um, unless we get a little bit of surprise from the marketing side of things. So that's going to throw a bit of a wet blanket on this market yet. Um, so okay. it's, it's not going to be able to do anything too special. And it just, I think the numbers are going to keep coming at us for a bit. We're probably going to start into some of the January cattle offer early here because of what we were talking about from a weather standpoint, which by the way, doesn't seem to be changing very much. Um, I, it, I just think you're going to have enough cattle sitting in front of us for a while here. 
Not saying we got to go lower. I'm just thinking recoveries are going to be uh, well earned. And unfortunately, it's kind of how this cattle market works. You know, it takes months mm-hmm. to go up and only weeks to go down. No doubt. Uh, what about the hog market? So a mixed day, but we saw the bull spreads working here. And was that a function in part of these really good pork exports that we saw this morning, Jeff? Yeah, if you didn't catch that, that's definitely noteworthy. We're, we're putting some pork into a lot of different uh, destinations. Even China showed up for a little bit. I don't think that's the new trend, Michelle, but it's always encouraging to see those folks out there. Um, so it's... Uh, you know, I, I'm fairly comfortable with this hog market sitting where it's at. Um, the fundamentals are really tough here, as you're, as everybody's been able to see, I'm sure. But as we talk to uh, different folks around the industry, you know, we are there's been there's a lot of corrective measures that have been thrown in place to try to keep a lid on some weights, and those pig numbers are going to still be around as we cross over into January. So it's going to be a little bit of a struggle here too. I just, I, I'm not seeing anything that's really going to spark this thing significantly higher soon. Um, so we've got just a little bit of good news with the exports. We're struggling to stay green on the day. Of course, like you said, ended up higher in the front end, a little lower on the back end in the face of some fairly disappointing cutout, you know, that's been trending right. lower. So maybe you still got to count that a win. Yeah, it was a tough week or it's been a tough week for cutouts, although Lean Hog Index finally looked like maybe a little life. It was up like 17 cents coming in. So let's hope we can bottom the cash market. Got to ask you about the hogs and pigs report, though, Jeff. You know, what are you expecting there? The average trade guess on all hogs and pigs is like 99 and a half percent. Do you think we're seeing any contraction? It's not a lot, I'm afraid, and it continues to amaze us um, that we're not seeing some more contraction. I think they had the breeding herd down about a percent and a quarter, and as we watch the slaughter rates on the sows and things like that, that looks like it's spot on. And I tell you what, you got to go back and look at the results. The results have been we're killing more pigs than what the USDA and and the rest of us thought we were eight would be able to here in fourth quarter and by quite some margin. So I'm definitely not ready to jump into the camp that we've uh, started to reduce the supply much at all, um, which is, which is disappointing. It's been a long, hard battle um, for those of us that are in the industry, no doubt. Um, And it will happen. It's just, it takes longer each time we go through this, and we we keep getting reminded of that. All right. Thanks for joining us, Jeff Hogendorn, professional ag marketing, and that's Markets Now.